Thanks for tuning in to the North Carolina Blogger Network, North Carolina's premier blogging community. We're sharing clips from the Blog Life University Conference, and if you're a blogger, you're going to enjoy this, and we'll have the wrap-ups and the write-ups on our blog in the next few days and upcoming week, so stay tuned. I'm going to talk about a few of those today. I'm Kim Anderson. Um, I have the First Little Mom podcast. I also have the Just Keep Blogging podcast. And this is my Twitter handle you'll see here. So I've been blogging since 2013. And my main blog that I started four and a half years ago was thriftylittlemom.com. And I focus a lot of time and energy about, you know, on conquering time, conquering money, and conquering goals. Like, that's my main objective, is to help women be able to do that. And when I was podcast, I mean, when I was blogging, I started hearing, like, all these people talk about podcasting all the time. And I thought, well, I like listening to podcasts, and this might be a really unique way for me to spread my brand, right? So it's not just limited to writing. Because I don't know about you guys, but when you listen to people talk in a podcast, you just connect with them in a different way. How many people out here listen to podcasts? Like, I love Pat Flynn. Like, I love that little man. He is amazing. And I feel like I know Pat Flynn personally. In fact, I met Pat Flynn at FinCon two years ago, and I was like geeking out on the inside, but I kept it together. He came downstairs out of the elevator. He didn't have his backpack or anything. He had this adorable little vest with like a bow tie, and I was like dying. Oh gosh. And so I walked up to him and I introduced myself, you know. And this man has no idea who I am. No idea. But I feel like I know him, right? Do you feel that way about the people that you listen to when you podcast or when you listen to podcasts? You feel like you've been sitting down with them. And if you met them, you would be able to talk to them about their lives and they would know nothing about you. And that is the beauty of podcasting. So that is why I started podcasting. Uh, this year I started Just Keep Blogging. My friends call me the blogging shrink. Like I pretty much help people kind of get through their stuff with blogging. Like my main objective is to help bloggers just keep going. Because if you will just keep going, you will have a successful blog. I had twins last July. This is Ida May and Tatum Ray. Yeah. And I can't um, beat the last speaker. What's, sorry, what's her name one more time? Ayana? Veronica. I keep wanting to say Veronica, but I looked at her name and it's Veronica. That's a beautiful name. Because I'm like, man, I should have brought my like double strap. I could have one on the front, one on the back, and rocking it up here. She's like my hero right there, seriously. Oh no. Okay, we're back. Yes, okay. So this is my little son, Dixon. He's six. He's wearing pajamas, as well as goggles, um, some sort of firearm, like pretend firearm. I don't know, boys. Anybody got boys in here? I don't always get it. I just go with it. Yep. And I trust he's going to be all right. <laughs> so in 2017, um, well, let me back the story up. Four years ago when I started, I, I was a mom who felt like I just needed something more. And so... I really felt like I needed somewhere to express my creativity, and I was a new mom, struggling with new mom stuff, and I thought there's gotta be, like I love my children, but there's something inside of me that needs to write or create or do something. So I remember bawling, like ugly crying in the shower, 
and being like, I've got to do something. And I laid down, and this thought popped in my head, started blog. So I did. And the next day, I woke up and I looked on Amazon for any kind of books that I could find on blogging. And I found Ruth Sukup's book, How to Blog for Profit Without Selling Your Soul. And in chapter two, Ruth said that she was able to make enough money blogging that her aerospace engineer husband quit his job. Okay, so for me, who has an electrical engineering husband, I was like, that's amazing. Like, that's pretty awesome. And I said, that's going to be my goal. That is when I know that I will be successful in my own mind at blogging. So in January of this year, my husband quit his engineering job. Uh, he is now has his own YouTube channel called Makersize.com. It's super nerdy. You can tell your husbands or sons or whatever about it. You probably would find it weird. Um, he melts a lot of metal in my driveway and scares me a lot because he uses fire and all kinds of stuff. And Yeah, it's really scary. But it's awesome. He's doing great with that. Um, he loves it. It's been great to have life flexibility. Um, I've been doing coaching since about 2009. Recently switched to coaching and blogging. And as I said earlier, I have my first book, which I'm super excited about coming out in 10 days. Super stressful, but awesome experience that blogging has brought me in my life. So why podcast? Okay, here's a few questions I want to ask you guys. Do you want to speak? Like is speaking something that another things, right? Like I really wish somebody would give me the opportunity. And I was sitting on the couch one day as he told me the same story again, like a one millionth time, and something in me stirred. And I looked him directly in the eye and I said, Dad, you don't need anybody's permission to tell you that you can speak. We live in an age nowadays where you can pick up a microphone, connect it to your computer, and you can start your own show. And you know what? You're not limited to a geographical area in your town. You, are, you have the world. And that is the beauty of what we do, guys. It goes beyond just the people in our community. There are people that are, live in China that listen to the podcast that I put on. Think about that amazing reach that we have and the influence that we have in what we do. It's amazing. I don't know that we always think about that. Here's the second question. Do you hate writing? It's okay. You don't have to put your hand up. You can be an under-the-table writer. Yes, thank you. I'm glad you own that. Awesome. Some people hate writing. You're like, well, why did you start blogging? Because everybody needs an outlet for their message. And maybe writing isn't your ideal thing. But consider podcasting as a possibility. Because honestly, unlike video, you can just kind of show up, right? Like in video, you gotta go get your hair ready, you gotta put some a little bit of makeup on, a little blush, whatever. When you say on a podcast, I show up in my pajamas at midnight and I am recording this podcast because I can and it doesn't matter what I look like at all. I can be in my pajamas. So think about that. If you have ever considered doing video, but you're petrified of that whole having to be like prepared and have this cool background. You guys, truth here, true confessions of Kim Anderson. I just moved from Atlanta <laughs> to Shelby, North Carolina. And me and my husband bought this, rented like this really bad, ugly house for $20,000 across the street from my mom and my dad. And my husband's gonna renovate it. Like that's what he's working on right now. So I am living in my parents' basement. <laughs> Hashtag true millennial right here, okay? <laughs> And I, I am so embarrassed because, like, when I'm on video, like when I do Facebook Lives, you can see the insulation in the flooring. And my mom is, like, super crafter. Like, she could literally open a Hobby Lobby in her basement, like, with all the crafts that she has. So all you see is, like, crafts 
Like, it's bizarre. So I had to like hang a curtain and get like super strategic for videos. But with podcasting, you don't have to worry about that. You just sit down and you record your voice. The only thing you have to worry about is kids, but we'll get to that later. All right. Do you want to connect with your audience in a new way? Writing and reading are different than hearing. And for your audience members who hear, and that is the way they learn, it's a powerful thing. Do you want to be found by a new audience? Because when you start putting your podcast out on iTunes and all those you know, RSS feeds for podcasts, that's a whole new group of people who might not find you on Pinterest, who might not find you on Facebook. They find you on iTunes, and that's a new opportunity for you. Okay, so this is really, really, really important. If you are even considering starting a podcast right now, right here where we are, I want you to own it. And you may not feel like you're an authority, and this goes for blogging too, not just for podcasting. You may think that no one wants to listen to your voice. Because some of you guys would be like, oh, I've got this weird thing, like, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever listened to your voice? Come on. Like, you've heard yourself recorded and you're like, that's terrible. Right? But you may feel that way, but nobody hears it that way that you hear. I always thought I had the worst voice ever, and now I don't even care. I don't even think about it anymore. That's not the truth. You guys have a message that people need to hear, whether you're blogging or whether you're podcasting. There's an audience out there who desperately needs your encouragement. You have a message that matters. And if you don't do anything else this weekend, I want you to own that. Own your authority, whether you feel like you are or you aren't. It's very important. Okay, let's talk about the who in podcasting. Who is your target audience? It's really, really foundational and very important. It's the first thing you should do. This is one of the most important parts to creating a successful show. Um, you guys all know what an avatar is? that person that you make up in your head, when you have that really, really clear and you know who you're talking to, then you can go deep. If you don't really know your avatar and you keep things super general like, oh, she's a mom who struggles with time management, that's not deep enough. Why does she struggle with time management? Is it because her husband works 90 hours a week and she feels like a single mom most of the time? That's deep. Is she struggling because, you know, she feels like she has five kids? All right, so let's talk about the what. What tools will you use or need? Podcasting is so easy, seriously. Like if you have a laptop and you can spend $50 on a good USB microphone, you're set. Because even the recording software is free. So for me, I have a USB microphone, which has basically like steals, but it has a USB connection, so it goes right into my computer. And I have a little stand, because it's hard to kind of like hold this and follow the notes. Headphones are good. That kind of helps eliminate some of the background noise for yourself. A computer, a memory card, or data storage. Sometimes those files get big when you're recording audio, just like in video. Um, I, you know, I have a hands-free recorder that my microphones plug into, and that is when I'm doing physical interviews. So I used to, with Ricky Little Mom, before I moved, I had a co-host. So we would go over to her house, and we had this hands-free thing that we set on her countertop, and we would record all our episodes at one time, four at a time. So if you're planning on doing like a co-hosted show or more than one person, or like you're physically going to be going somewhere to interview somebody, a hands-free recorder can be really helpful for that. You can also do Skype calls, like if you want to interview somebody and use a call recorder. I think one of my favorites is Ecamm. 
it's a Skype call recorder. It's really simple to use, and they have some other great features that go along with Facebook Live, so I would encourage you to look into Ecamm. Um, I started using a pop filter, so you guys hear me say pop, pop, pop. You hear that pop in the microphone, that little burst? It makes that stop, so that you don't hear that harsh when you say P's in those letters. Um, if you want to see what specific things I use, you can go to thriftyliblemom.com forward slash podcasting, and there's a list of all the actual tools that I use. Okay, so what will you talk about? Are you going to inform, entertain, educate, all three? And then ask yourself, what's your end game? What do you really want to be known for? Think about all the podcasters that you listen to. Think about why they produce a podcast. What do you think is their main objective? I would say that 99% of them is that they're trying to get an audience to like, know, and trust them. And if somebody likes, knows, and trusts you, what do they do? They buy from you. There you go. So when you're also thinking about the what's, of podcasting, ask yourself, what will you name your show? Okay, True Confessions of Kim Anderson here. Flashing back to the beginning, I would encourage you guys that as you come up with names for your show, if it's not necessarily in line with your current brand, run the name by a friend, all right? For example, back in the day when I started Thrifty Little Mom, it was actually called Little Mommy Secrets. And I couldn't figure out why I was so embarrassed to tell people my blog name. Little mommy, why can't I just say little mommy secrets? And then I realized, it sounded like an adult website. <laughs> and my brother-in-law, being awesome, the awesome guy that he is, was like, why don't we work on that? And he helped me come up with Dirty Little Mom. And I also have Just Keep Blogging, because that was the other name that I came up with. And think about what your tagline will be for your show as well. Because just like in your blog, your blog name and your tagline really communicate what you're about in a very concise way. What will your cover art look like? This is the fun part for me because I like playing around in Canva and other things. But if I were you, I would encourage you, if you're thinking about like, how do I really pick a nice color? And they may be in line with your brand, but I would encourage you to go on iTunes and look at the stream of popular ones. Which ones pop out? Like, which ones stand out to you and why they stand out? What do you like about those podcast covers? For me, because I want to be my brand, my face is on all of them. And so I just had a really strategic session because I knew I was going to start a podcast. And when I got my headshots done, I just had them go ahead and take pictures of me with a microphone. You don't have to do that. But that's why I did what I did. So then there's a lot of people who are like, so when, when do I podcast? So the question is, how often will you put out an episode? Would you do it daily? That's hardcore parkour right there. There are people who do that. Who's the entrepreneur on fire guy? I don't even know. I don't even know how that guy does all that. That's a, that's a lot of content daily. Um, weekly, a little easier. Twice a month, even easier. Monthly, some people do seasons or series. Like I think Michael Hyatt recently switched to doing series or like seasons of his show. Will your topics be standalones? Okay, so there are many options when it comes to publishing your podcast. And something that I don't think everybody always realizes is that you can always repurpose podcasts into a blog post. So if you're looking for content and you're like, well, I don't really want to write another blog post this week, 
your podcast can serve as an actual post on your blog. I make Pinterest images that send people to my podcast episodes on my blog because I have a player that I use, and I can get to that later, later on my blog that sends people there. Super simple. iTunes, how many people have you got? How many of you listen to podcasts on iTunes? Anybody? Yeah, like 50% of the room. Stitcher is like an Android app, uh, Google Play, and then there's YouTube. So, really cool. So Nick Loper of Side Hustle Nation, I was at a FinCon breakout with him last year, Epiphany. He's sitting there talking about how with um, Lipson, which is the podcast publishing host that I use, um, he was telling me that they have a button that you can click that will send your podcast to YouTube. And all it does is like create a video with like your cover image. So it's like super dual purpose. That's like awesome. It's like your jam multitasking, right? Like you just you record it once and it's on it's on YouTube. And then you've got like a YouTube thing going on, right? Awesome. That's pretty cool. I get excited about that kind of stuff. So why? Why do you create your podcast and why do you want to start one? Ask yourself that. How will your podcast add value to the lives of your audience? Again, let it inform your audience, entertain, or educate. Or all three. Why? Why do you make it? Why do you want to make it? Do you want to make an income from what you're doing? Do you currently have connections that you can pitch your podcast to? So I'm going to be honest with you. I really, honestly, in my core, do my podcast to to communicate with my audience. Like that is my main objective. I have not really dived deep into monetizing it because I don't feel like that's my next best yes. I am doing it so that my audience like knows and trusts me and so that I can encourage them because I have a message that I want to share. Now, it would be just like we talked about with brands. I don't know that brands are that savvy. Do you feel like brands are savvy right now to podcasting? Nope. Okay, she's basically saying, you couldn't hear her, that it's, it's hard for them to track, so they're just now kind of branching out. So you can always pitch if you want. If you've got an end with a brand and you've got a show, it doesn't hurt to pitch to them and just see what happens. Okay, so a lot of people say, how the heck do I do this with kids in the house, right? I mean, that's, that's the biggie. So this is me with one twin on the front and one twin in the back, <laughs> back there in the back of the sleeping. Awesome. So you can always record in your bedroom closet, because that's sometimes where we go. Because you get all like the clothes protection, like the sounds like all blocked by your clothes. Bathrooms are kind of the worst case scenario because there's like tile and whatever. But sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do and hide in the bathroom. How many of you guys leave your do your kids leave you alone here in the bathroom? Because mine don't. Bobby! All night. Okay. So record at night after your kids go to bed. That's one of my best case scenarios. Leave your house. That's why I go to my friend's kitchen sometimes. I just leave the house, go to her kitchen. She doesn't have kids around. You know, send your kids to a neighbor's house for a play date. Uh, I used to trade with my neighbor all the time. Like we would trade babysitting. You know, pay for our mom's morning out just so you have the house quiet for one morning. Or go sit in your car in the garage. Do not turn the car on. Just remember that. Don't want to have that going on in the garage. That's a bad case scenario. Okay, so you also need to know how to create a show outline and understand like how long the episodes are going to be. And that's important because if you're doing like hour-long podcasts, it's going to use up a lot of space. And if you're paying for podcast hosting, you'll have to pay more money to be able to store those files on that host. 
Um, will you have an intro, an outro? Like, there's like the boss, what is that, the boss mom podcast? Like, she's got her little lady that comes on and does her intro. And there's Pat Flynn, that guy who's always like, Pat Flynn! You know, he's like, shoots basketball between his feet. Or, I don't know, whatever. He has some kind of random thing that he does every intro. But that's unique to him, you know? And yours doesn't have to be silly, it can be serious. You can do your own intro, um, but you can also hire somebody to do like a professional voiceover person, whatever you want to do. Okay, so here are the elements of a good show outline. Always have a good welcome intro. You know, talk about who you are, who's in the show. So if you have a podcast, like my friend Ron, I want to give people a call to action at the end of your show. If you want them to sign up for your email list, you say, you know, visit KimAndersonConsulting.com forward slash podcast or whatever your URL is. To try to get them to take action on what you've done that day. And one thing I want to always encourage you guys to do when you're thinking about, when you're recording your podcast, always think about the fact that you are like, like imagine yourself sitting down with your listener and having coffee one-on-one. Because if you think about it like that, it changes the language that you use in podcasting. So instead of it being like a, you know, like a, hey, we're glad you guys are all here today listening to this podcast. It's a, I'm glad you're here today with me. I'm excited to talk to you about this. See, it's a more personal. And so when they're listening, sort of like in their brain, they're connecting with you because it feels like you're just talking to them. And if you can maintain that voice throughout the podcast, you're going to really connect with your audience. Okay, just to get technical, because some of you guys are going to want to know this stuff if you're going to start a podcast. A good microphone is one of your best investments. I have listened to podcasts where it sounds like there is a girl with a trash bag over her head with like tin cans like shaking around inside, like seriously. And I just wondered to myself, like it's only like $50, $50 for like a decent mic. So if, if you do anything else with your podcast, then just invest in a decent microphone because it's going to make all the difference for your listeners. Um, and I mentioned before, having a USB microphone to plug it right in your computer makes it super easy. And I'm going to hop down to editing software because I talked about the Skype and stuff before. Audacity is free for PC and Mac users. I may be saying it wrong. It's sort of like tomato, tomato. <laughs> okay, is that right? Okay. Um, some people who have Macs, they use GarageBand. I tried that for a little while, but for me, Audacity was just easier, so I went with that. Um, hosting. So, here's the big thing. You may be wondering, why on earth do I need hosting when I know that I can upload a media file to WordPress? Well, that takes up a lot of bandwidth, right? When you have these huge files that you're uploading, especially audio files. So it's really good for you guys if you will um, upload it, um, sorry, upload it to a host first. Okay, so I use Libsyn. It's five dollars. That's a good place to start. Um, five dollars a month, and I, you go up to like twenty dollars a month for quite a bit of space. And and that's just how I do it. And they have all these really cool players. Like you, once you upload your episode, it's super easy. They give you a code, and you like copy and paste the code into your text file, and it just shows up this little cool player on your website, and people can just listen straight from there. So I love that option because I always want traffic to my site, right? Like every one of those people who comes to me over iTunes is good for me. That's money, instant money. Uh, music. So if you want to do music for your show, there are lots of free sources of music out there. Just be careful, just like with pictures, 
Music's kind of the same way. You've got to be careful. You have to understand what licenses you actually have. And sometimes with websites like Pond5, where I get my music, they will tell, like, Pond5 is awesome because it's, it's just a plethora of music. And each of them have different kinds of licenses. And you can pay for those, and then you get access to that music. So, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard, like, some people get into using those YouTube free songs so much that everybody's using the same music kind of thing. That's why I like Pond5, is because there's enough stuff out there that you can fit the feel that you want to have. So if you want to have this, like, dramatic, you know, business tone to it or whatever, or you want to have fun, you can find all that. It's only, like, $20 to buy it. And you need to understand the licenses, because they'll say to you something like, you need to make sure that anytime you post this in a podcast or whatever, that you put, you know, pond5.com in the song title. Or you give somebody credit. And that's the kind of stuff you want to look for when you're using music, just so you don't get in trouble. Because nobody wants to get in trouble. Alright. So, I also want to mention that, how many of you guys use Macs for, okay, see, so you get like 50%. Okay. So, Mac users and MP3 conversions from Audacity are a little bit weird. We figured this out at the last conference that I think with PC computers, it's pretty easy. Like, you just pretty much file an export out of Audacity and you convert it to an MP3. So I'm letting you guys know, if you try to do this on your own, this is sort of a heads up so that you don't want to throw your computer, like, on the floor. Okay? Mac is a little bit tricky. And I'm going to put up here the instructions for how to export a file to an MP3 in Audacity for Mac. I'm not going to go through it because it won't be interesting for everybody in here. But basically... Macs don't have. In case you missed it, we're coming to you live from the Blog Life University Conference 2017. And I'll be sharing a couple of snippets today from the conference speakers. So tune in and listen in and enjoy their wisdom. We're going to have some wrap ups and some recaps and some key takeaways on the blog at ncbloggernetwork.com much later. But for now, enjoy these snippets of conversation and see what you can take away. Drop your comments, call in, and we'll chat with you soon. of that because there is a little bit more production involved. You do have to put real clothes on most of the time and maybe a little under eye concealer or something like that. But from my experience in blogging, it is completely worth it. So I'm hoping that in this presentation, I can not only give you a step-by-step -step process as far as how to get started in creating your first video, but more importantly, giving you the confidence um, that you need to get in front of the camera and start taking advantage of online video. So I want to talk a little bit about the importance of online video, types of online video, figuring out what type is best for you depending on what you blog about, finding the best video platform for you online because different platforms offer different capabilities and that's going to be important to know what you need to get started, meaning what kinds of tech and equipment you need, and what you'll learn for me is that if you have a smartphone right now, which I'm pretty sure a lot of you already do, you have everything you need to create a video today and post it tomorrow and start getting views, more consumers, more customers, um, and can increase your influence. We want to talk about the basic components of a successful online video and then just end with some basic video tips and tricks. And I'll try to get through some of this quickly so that we can ask any questions. But I do want to um, 
give you as much information as I can about it because I know not as many people are doing video quite yet when it comes to blog. A lot are, but um, how many people here have a YouTube channel? Oh, look at that! Little YouTubers! I love it! Okay, so hopefully this will just be even more added information for you. So, should I include video into my platform? Well, let's look at some of the stats. 55% of people can consume videos thoroughly, the highest amount of all types of content, which means people are more likely generally to watch more of your video content than they will read of your actual blog post or listen to a podcast. A Facebook video receives on average 135% more organic reach than a Facebook photo. Now, as many of you know, this is really important because with the Facebook algorithm, you know there are certain posts that receive that receive much more attention than other posts. And for whatever reason, Facebook favors video, especially live video. So it's something that you really want to take um, into consideration as you think about reaching your Facebook audience. Then you have Cisco projects that global internet traffic from video will make up to 80% of internet traffic by 2019, which means video is not the future, video is now. And now is the time to take advantage of online video to get your message out there, promote your brand, um, and increase your sales. Four times as many consumers will prefer to watch a video about a product than to read about it. And using the word video in an email subject line boosts open rates by 19% and click-through rates by 65%. I have seen this myself. I use MailChimp. And when I started off um, gaining email subscribers, I wasn't using video at the time, but since 2015 when I started, my open rates and my click-through rates are always above industry average. So should I include online video into my platform? Absolutely. Absolutely, you should. So let's look at some of the different types of online video that you can produce. You have informative videos, and this is basically uh, most of the video content that you'll see. You're providing some sort of knowledge, um, giving some sort of information to your viewers on how to do something or their opinion on something. And this is generally informative videos or the type of videos that I do. Um, I don't think I said it before, but um, my website is belovedwomen.org, and I create video Bible studies, encouraging videos for Christian women. So I might do an informative video on three ways to encourage yourself in the Lord or something like that. So those are the type of videos that I do. Then you can do a tutorial video um, on how to make something. If you sew, how to sew a certain skirt or something like that. You can do promotional videos. and um, Generally, Promotional videos would be a little bit shorter. You would share um, maybe a product that you have that you're trying to sell or a book or a conference that you might be attending or that you might be hosting. I actually do promotional videos for my other videos. So what I'll do is I'll create an informative video. I post my videos every single Monday morning and I'll take a few small... Thanks for tuning in to the North Carolina Blogger Network, North Carolina's premier blogging community. Whether you're a fashionista or a foodie, new to blogging or a blogging veteran, we've got something for everyone and for every type of blogger. We look forward to welcoming you to our community. We've got what you need to succeed. I'm so grateful how you shared 
the snippets of the conference, um, the Blog Life conference, I believe it is. And I wanted to know if there is any video forthcoming. I'm staying tuned and I'm constantly visiting the website on a weekly basis and it's truly been thoroughly thoroughly a delight I've been blogging now for over 10 years and I've had about three blogs I've started started a new one and each time there's so much more to learn but also I do consider myself a veteran blogger I just know that there's always a novice in me with great curiosity and so you pique my curiosity often and I'm so glad to continue growing and I must say that you are part of that growth in a major way so thank you Mohawk Mama thank you so much for calling in and thank you so much for your kind words you know I just have to say I really appreciate I really appreciate you sharing all of that with me I am thrilled beyond measure to know that you've been enjoying the website and I, I'm really excited to hear that you listened in to some of these clips from uh, from from blog life University 2017 and that you enjoyed them I really truly wanted to share so much more because each and every single speaker was amazing but I was trying very very hard to multitask and tweak key points and anchor some of these clips share some of these clips on anchor and also um keep up with the live stream on facebook now you asked about a video option they were selling a virtual ticket unfortunately the ticket closed before the conference but um there may be video replays i will definitely inquire about that uh, but i do want to say that we are going to be writing up some some blog posts about the sessions with the key takeaways from the different sessions so i hope that you know even if there isn't a video replay which would be amazing uh that would be open to the public that at least you'll be able to swing back around and get some of the key takeaways from each of the sessions tomorrow's another full day i'm going to do my very best to include some more snippets here on anchor to share with everyone because I think that uh, there's just so much great content and you know you mentioned being a veteran blogger I, I am a veteran blogger as well I've been blogging since 1997 so I can absolutely relate to what you're saying but you know what's so beautiful even though I've been blogging as long as I have I learned so many different things today you know, I'm not a photographer. I love photography, but I learned some key points and tips on how to take better pictures. I learned some really interesting points on uh, on on video blogging, on vlogging. I'm not a vlogger. I've attempted. Uh, I don't like doing it. <laughs> but the point here is, you know, we can all learn something. There's always more to learn. And why not learn from the people who are doing it and enjoying it and being successful at it and want to share with us. So, so stay tuned for some more tomorrow. Now, with that being said, I want to tell you about someone that I met that I think would be someone that you could collaborate with. Her name is Sharon and her website is in Sharon's heart. And it is, in, it is all one word, in Sharon's heart, dot blogspot, dot com. She's also on Facebook, 
amazing, amazing woman. And I think the two of you would be, would, would be an awesome collaboration. So I am going to tell her tomorrow about you. As I have told you about her, I'm going to drop the link to her Facebook page here in the comments. And we'll talk again soon. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the North Carolina Blogger Network. We're so glad to have you with us. Well, bloggers and beyond, I think it's time to wrap this podcast up and call it a night. We had a wonderful full day at Blog Life University 2017. Tomorrow will be another full day, a full conference day. Lots of great speakers and lots of great sessions ahead. We'll be doing our best to share clips from each of those sessions and help you get to know, hopefully, those speakers a little better. Don't forget, we're going to be writing recaps on the blog after the conference is over. And you're going to get to, to, to read some of those blog posts and enjoy those key points and key takeaways from each of the sessions. So tune in tomorrow and we look forward to, to hearing what you've got to say about the things we've shared. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow.